0: From South Carolina Public Radio, this is the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on April 28th, 2023 from South Carolina Public Radio Studios here in Columbia. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. Also, once again, I'm asking you all to come out to our second live taping of the year, which takes place on Saturday, May 6th, here at South Carolina ETV and South Carolina Public Radio Studios as part of South Carolina Public Radio's 50th Anniversary Open House. That's right. It starts at 5 p.m. and goes to 7 p.m., at which point we start our live taping with Jeffrey Collins and Meg Kennard. You can RSVP, though it's not necessary, and find out more details at SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. May 6, 7 o'clock. We'll see you then. While this episode may sound like a repeat of the abortion debate from last fall, we focus instead on the politics of it all, with the final days left in session and the Senate's inability to pass a near-total abortion ban bill. We also hear from Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley, who gave a speech on abortion this week. She also drew fire for asking Disney to move to South Carolina. That's just part of the campaign trail drum that we got for y'all. The legislature has also sent a school voucher bill to the governor, and the House overwhelmingly passed a bill targeting sextortion. We also want to hear from you guys. 803-563-7169. Our inbox is empty. Please give us a shout. We need to hear from you. The May is coming up. It's going to be May. We need to hear you guys talk about spring. Uh, all the good stuff going on with you. I know everyone's crazy right now with school wrapping up. Maybe kids are graduating from college. Give us a shout. We want to know what's going on with you. 803-563-7169. got a lot of different campaign trail news that I'm going to sprinkle in this podcast. But we're going to start off with some big news this week, and that's President Joe Biden announcing on Tuesday, April 25th, that he would be seeking a second term as president. The long expected announcement came on the four year anniversary of his 2020 campaign announcement. He made it known in a video that he would be fighting for Americans' freedom. Take a listen.
1: When I ran for president four years ago, I said we're in a battle for the soul of America. And we still are. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer. I know what I want the answer to be and I think you do too. This is not a time to be complacent. That's why I'm running for re-election. Because I know America. I know we're good and decent people. I know we're still a country that believes in honesty respect and treating each
0: other with dignity. South Carolina's lone Democratic Congressman Jim Clyburn, who was a key Biden supporter in 2020, which helped turn around Biden's political fortunes and propel him to win South Carolina Super Tuesday and the nomination, as well as the White House, is one of several national co-chairs for the campaign. The Washington Post says that across eight national polls in 2022 and 2023, however, An average of 38% of Democrats said they wanted Biden to be the party's presidential nominee in 2024, while 57% wanted to nominate someone else. Voters tell pollsters that Biden's advanced age is a main concern. Biden, who would be 82 at the beginning of a second term and 86 at its conclusion, is in uncharted territory and asking Americans to give him another four years in office. Sticking with the campaign trail... Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley spoke at the Susan B. Anthony pro-life America's headquarters on Tuesday. And she talked about abortion and how it's a deeply personal issue for her and men and women across the country. This is what she said she would do.
2: I won't demagogue or hide from it. I'm here to speak about it directly and openly. I won't address every single question or angle. Rather, I aim to start a constructive conversation about where we go from here in our divided country pro-life advocates and to move America more toward life
0: the key part of that right there was quote i won't address every single question or angle quote and so we didn't get much clarity there especially when she was asked later if that meant supporting a 15 week abortion ban something that pro-life groups said she did support but Haley's campaign said she wasn't committed to Haley's deeply personal speech comes after Senator Tim Scott earlier this month struggled with his answer on what kind of abortion laws he would support, later telling reporters that he would sign the most pro-life legislation Congress would pass. Haley shed more light on her husband Michael Haley's backstory and how it influences her stance on the issue, as well as her own difficulties while getting pregnant.
2: I said I wanna save as many babies and help as many moms as possible. That is my goal. To do that at the federal level, the next president must find national consensus. That might sound strange to many people. Under Roe, consensus was replaced by demonization. And let's be honest, most in the media prioritize demonization. They stoked division, putting, pitting Americans against each other. No one talks about finding consensus. Everyone goes to the barricades and attacks the other side. They've turned a sensitive issue that has long divided people into a kind of gotcha bidding war. How many weeks are you for? How many exceptions are you for? And the list goes on. But these questions miss the point if the goal is about saving as many lives as possible. You don't save any lives if you can't enact your position in the law. And you can't do that unless you find consensus.
0: Now, the consensus of the South Carolina Senate is that there is not enough support for a bill that would outlaw abortion from the moment of conception onward, with limited exceptions. That's what the Senate debate was this week, just like the one last fall during special session once again proved. Senate Majority Leader Shane Massey had the bill set for special order, giving it debate priority status in the chamber to the ire of some in his own party, specifically the three Republican women who are against a near-total abortion ban bill, Republican Senators Sandy Sen of Charleston, Katrina Sheely of Lexington, and Penry Gustafson of Camden all spoke against the bill, as did the two Democrat Senators Margie Bright-Matthews of Carlton and Mia McLeod of Columbia. Sen led the filibuster on Wednesday, a day after she and Massey had a rematch of their debate from last session. Here's part of their exchange.
3: I want to make sure that what you're telling me or what I'm, I'm gleaning from all this is true. Do you believe that abortion is the number one problem facing the state of South Carolina today
4: Senator I'm not going to get into those kind of well kind then of, can you tell kind me kind of why questions. we're
3: taking it up for the third time in six months if it's not the number one problem has there been any other problem that we have taken up three times in six
4: months Senator if you've got a question about the bill specifically I'm happy but I'm not going to get into an argument with you
3: okay. so before. you're not going to answer that whether that you think that's the number one problem, and which is why you, you're the only person, you can't answer this, right? You're the only person in this whole chamber that can call something to special order. That's you, right? And three times you've no, let this bill get called. Correct.
4: That is not correct.
3: Who else, can, who
4: else then, sir? There are 46 people who can make that motion. Yeah,
3: yeah, but you're the only one that can carry it. You're the one that's the Senate Majority Leader. You're the only one that's ever made the motion since you've been Majority Leader. Is that not true?
4: Uh, there have been other people who've made motions for special order since I've been leader.
3: Has there been one in the last, say, two years?
4: I don't, I don't know. So if you got questions about the bill, I'm happy to try to answer them. Well, but, but it is but you that have
3: brought this to special order. It is you that has caused us to take our time three different times on this bill in six months. Is that
4: correct? So if you got a question about the bill, That's I'll my do question. my best to answer it.
0: While the chamber is made up of 30 Republicans and 16 Democrats, that near-total abortion ban bill, which outlaws abortion starting conception, did not have the necessary 26 votes to end the filibuster by Sen. on Wednesday or by McLeod on Thursday, reaching only 22 votes, as two other male Republicans, Senator Tom Davis and Luke Rankin, joined the women and Democrats against the bill, with three other Republican senators, Chip Campson, Stephen Goldfinch, and Ross Turner with excused absences on Thursday's final vote that killed the bill for the year. Here's Shane Massey.
4: Well, look, I mean, I'm, I'm disappointed, um, but but I'm not surprised. Um, I think we all knew that this is kind of where we were headed. Uh, but look, we, we wanted to give it a best shot. We gave it our best shot. Um, and my hope now is that the House will understand the, uh, the vote and that they will Take up the heartbeat bill so that we can try to save as many lives as we possibly can. It's up to the House now. I'm hoping that they will save as many lives as possible. It's going to take House action to do
0: that. The bill will be on the contested third reading calendar and can be revisited next year during session. But it's highly unlikely since the votes again are just not there. Something Republican leader Shane Massey once again stressed to the holdouts over in the House that are insistent on passing a near-total abortion ban bill instead of the six-week bill, which up until January was the law of the state until the state Supreme Court ruled it unconstitutional. House Speaker Merle Smith said it's not clear whether the chamber will take up the six-week bill over the remaining six days of session. The bill hasn't even had a committee hearing since arriving in the House in early February. Here's Merle Smith.
4: Well, I don't know that answer yet, and I obviously have not followed the debate. I've been involved in our own debate over here, but I can tell you the House is always going to evaluate its options as protecting life. And so, you know, we're not, for, we're not committing anything and we're not foreclosing on anything. The only commitment we have is we have a commitment in this body to protect life.
0: As for the intraparty Massey and Sen beef, well, 2024 is going to be something. Just listen to this response from Massey when AP reporter James Pollard asked him about Sen, and then the stunned sounds of us fellow reporters, and then some awkward laughter. The response to Senator Sen will be in 2024.
5: Here to elaborate <laughs> a little bit
0: more. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a cliffhanger indeed. Meanwhile, South Carolina has become an unexpected abortion refuge in the southeast. Provisional data from DHEC shows that abortions for out-of-state residents has ticked up dramatically since abortion protections guaranteed under Roe were repealed last June, and states in the region implemented stricter laws. In 2021, South Carolina reported 6,279 abortions. In 2022, that jumped to 7,277. Abortion remains legal in the state up to around 20 weeks, but few performed after 15 weeks by the three providers in the state. Some other bills that moved through the statehouse this week. The Senate Finance Committee sent the paid family leave for teachers bill, H. 3908, to the floor. That is something that has a strong chance of reaching the governor's desk by the end of session. One bill that is headed to the governor's desk is the Education Scholarship Accounts Bill. A similar bill passed both chambers last year, but died in a conference committee. This one, however, is off to the governor, giving him, Superintendent of Education Ellen Weaver, and House and Senate Republicans huge wins on an issue that has been a decades-long dream of the party. House Education Committee Chairwoman Shannon Erickson said the bill, which provides up to 15,000 students with up to $6,000 for private school tuition and other expenses, will improve education outcomes. She expects the bill to be challenged in the courts, but will survive a challenge compared to when Governor Henry McMaster tried to use federal COVID dollars for a similar program. Here's Shannon Erickson.
2: We do not see a flood of folks who, in mass, leave the public schools because honestly, public schools are part of our community. They're part of the fabric of the people we love in our community, and most parents trust their public schools as they should. We have incredible educators there. We have great guidance counselors, school resource officers, principals, and administrators. You do not have to be against. In any public school to be pro choice for families to make the choice that fits for their child.
0: The final vote on the bill was 74 to 36, largely along party lines. Pickens Republican Representative Neil Collins, however, was one of a few Republicans who voted against the voucher bill and said it erodes the institution of public education.
6: One, it's unconstitutional, two, it's ineffective. Three, practically it will do nothing, and four, it takes the precious seconds we have on this floor from doing something meaningful in the public K-12 arena. Article 11, and we did not put this up on the board, but we all need to read this. Article 11 of the South Carolina Constitution reads, and the title says, System of Free Public Schools and Other Public Institutions of Learning. The General Assembly, we, shall provide for the maintenance and support of a system of free public schools open to all children in the state and shall establish, organize, and support such other public institutions of learning as may be desirable.
0: The House also came together in support of freshman Republican Representative Brandon Guffey, who took the well to explain his bill creating the crime and penalties for sexual extortion, something that his 17-year-old son fell victim to last year and he ended up taking his own life. Surrounded by Democrats and Republicans, Guffey spoke about his journey over the past nine months and the pervasive problem that continues to ensnare so many.
7: And as we go through and we see all the other kids that this has happened to, and I've got a list in my pocket that I would like to read off the names of people who are just willing to come forward to say that this is the reason that their child committed suicide. All of them say the same thing. My child was not depressed. My child was not having any issues. And this crime is so horrific because it targets all of our shame. Think of your most vulnerable moment being made public to everyone out there. And we can't, I feel that we cannot move forward until we can start accepting grace within our hearts and realizing that none of us are perfect. I often say it took me 20 years to become a Christian because I thought everyone was perfect or either a hypocrite. And it wasn't until I realized that we're all messed up that I could actually accept Christ as my Savior. And I believe it's a message that has been lost throughout. This bill is not going to cause that, but this bill will raise the awareness just from the media since everything has come out with my son daily, I get messages. I had a message in my office this morning whenever I showed up from someone who has a son that is being extorted. And I'm not exaggerating whenever I say daily. A good day is only one a day that I'm having to talk to a parent.
0: The Bill H3583 would define a person who commits sexual extortion if the person has willful and malicious intent to coerce a victim to engage in sexual contact, in sexually explicit conduct, and communicates by any means a threat to the victim's person, property, or reputation, or to distribute an intimate image or video of the victim. An adult who commits the crime is guilty of a felony and can be imprisoned up to five years. This becomes an aggravated sexual extortion when, in conjunction with the offense, there is another contributing factor, such as if the victim is a child or vulnerable adult. An aggravated conviction would result in a prison sentence of up to 30 years. A child who is guilty of aggravated or non-aggravated sexual extortion faces a misdemeanor in up to three years in prison. Here's Guffey again.
7: Not only urge every single one of you, I want to thank every single one of you. Um, I come down here. Not really knowing what to expect, after I lost my son I thought that I didn't know if I wanted to come here, and my wife told me that you're one of the few people that can actually make a difference, and to come down here and fight. And that's what I've been doing, but I haven't been fighting alone. This divide that we have politically, between parties, between caucuses, I haven't seen that here. I can sit down with someone that I can completely disagree with on a lot of issues, but we can agree that protecting children is important.
0: The bill passed 107-0 and now heads to the Senate with six legislative days left in the session. Right, let's start off with some campaign trail updates. Ah! Millionaire tech entrepreneur and Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy kicked off his first SC 2024 bus tour of the election cycle. Yes, we're already doing bus tours, people. Oh, yeah. His eight stop tour kicked off at the Richland County GOP convention on Thursday in Columbia, with stops across the Midlands and ending up in the upstate, with stops in Greenville and Spartanburg on Saturday. Scheduling conflicts unfortunately prevented me from attending the events. My Saturday will be spent at the South Carolina Democratic Party's convention, and we'll bring you a recap of everything that goes down, including the chairman's race, to replace outgoing chairman Trav Robertson. And then on Sunday, I'll be in Charleston with Senator Tim Scott, who is in town as part of his Faith in America listening tour. We expect the junior senator to announce his presidential campaign before the end of May. And Haley is back on the South Carolina campaign trail as well. She'll be holding a rally in Greer on May 4th and we'll be there. Haley recently drew some fire from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' camp over this remark she made on Fox about the federal lawsuit Walt Disney filed on Wednesday, citing Governor DeSantis and other officials who allegedly launched a, quote, targeted campaign of government retaliation, quote, after Disney came out against the so-called don't say gay law. Here's Nikki Haley.
2: You know, as governor, I took a double digit unemployment state and I turned it into an economic powerhouse. Businesses were my partners, because if you take care of your businesses, you take care of your economy, your economy takes care of the people and everyone wins. And so that's the way we dealt with it. We are South Carolina was a very anti-woke state. It still is. And if Disney would like to move their hundreds of thousands of jobs to South Carolina and bring the billions of dollars with them, I'll let them know I'll be happy to meet them in South Carolina and introduce them to the governor and the legislature that would, that would welcome it.
0: She's taking incoming fire from the pro DeSantis super PAC, Never Back Down, which has taken out a six-figure digital spend, according to its communications director, Aaron Perrin. The ad uses clips of quote-unquote Disney officials talking about LGBTQ Disney characters, and then at the end, they put that clip of Haley. The Never Back Down Twitter said, quote, embracing woke corporations and copying Trump's lame attack at the same time, question mark? Someone's really trying hard to audition for VP, exclamation point, quote. Now, you may see a six-figure ad buy and say, what? That is some money. But DeSantis has cash money, according to Politico. His friends of Ron DeSantis' state election account has some $80 million that can be transferred to a federal PAC. And his never-back-down super PAC has reportedly raised $33 million. So six figures is nothing. <laughs> This whole ordeal prompted Spartanburg Republican Senator Josh Kimbrell, who is a DeSantis backer, and helped put on that rally that drew over a 1,000 people for DeSantis last week, to make these comments on the Senate floor about his anti-ESG bill.
1: Our former governor and Ambassador Haley this week got into a pretty public spar with the governor of Florida over this very issue, this very issue of ESGs, and said that she wanted to move, uh, and I respect Governor Haley a lot, but she said she wanted to move Disney to Charleston I think our Charleston delegation may not like the congestion in Charleston if Disney were to move there. We'll we'll, we'll let you make that decision, Senator Kempson. But I will tell you that I would not be supporting a targeted tax package to move Disney from Florida to South Carolina. I don't think they're going to move, but the point is economic development needs to be done without a side of politics, and I've been very clear that I'm worried about that. I tried during the budget debates not to mess anything up because Senator or Chairman Peeler put forward a great budget this year, I think addresses the needs of the state. In a conservative fashion, in a fiscally responsible fashion, and I wanted to be sure we moved that along quickly. During the discussion over Scout, I respect what Mayor Rickenman here in Columbia said, and that is the upstate has a car manufacturing facility, the low country has planes and cars, and we needed to give the Midlands a chance. Therefore, I pulled down an amendment I had offered about ESG, even on the targeted tax incentives plan for, for Scout, for Volkswagen. But I'm just going to say now, and I think it's good to give fair warning, if we can't get some form of resolution to send to the Senate going forward next year, saying that we're not going to give this uh, this agenda, a VSG agenda, a lot of life while we're doing economic development, I'll offer amendments going forward on pretty much every economic incentives package to be sure we're not holding our subcontractors accountable.
0: While Kimbrell acknowledges his anti-ESG resolution, which is not technically a bill, wouldn't do much other than to give the sense of the chamber's attitudes towards businesses and their ESG or environmental sustainable governance stances. He had this back and forth with Columbia Democrat Senator Daryl Jackson about BMW, the major auto manufacturer that has a $26 billion impact and is located in Kimbrell's neck of the woods. It is about as heavy as a paperclip and it's about as influential as a paperclip. But if it gets you good brochure material, Thank you
1: for doing this. Well, Senator, if I could, I'll respond to that because it's not about a brochure. It's about a public policy statement. I understand that it doesn't have the force of statutory law. I understand. Well, I I will do that. I've done, I've added amendments this year. I said a moment ago, Senator, that I tried to be respectful in the process. I tried not to influence or, or, or disrupt the Midlands attempt at economic development. I didn't want to mess with a good budget. I tried to do it in the least obstructive way. I am giving fair warning now, though, that going forward, I'll be much more aggressive on this issue. Senator, Senator continue to yield for questions? Senator, two things. You do know you can introduce a bill. The other question is BMW is in your area, sure, correct? Sure, What if BMW decides that they are going to weigh in on some culture issues? or you prepared to ask them to leave South Carolina? Not prepared to ask them to leave South Carolina. That's not what I've suggested ever. Senator. I, I didn't think I've you never would be. That. Thank you, Senator. Yeah, I've never said that. It's not about making them leave. It's about saying we're not going to force every business to bow to their agenda to do business
0: with them. That, that's all. And one more campaign trail tidbit. Senator Lindsey Graham is a progressive, at least according to the man he is supporting for president, former President Donald Trump. Take a listen.
7: Lindsey Graham, the progressive from South Carolina. No, he's a progressive, but he's got some good things too, okay?
0: That was Trump on Thursday at his first big New Hampshire rally of the 2024 cycle, talking about Lindsey Graham and trade. But there were also two big legal situations for Trump this week. Not only is there an ongoing civil trial in which he is accused of defaming E. Jean Carroll after she claimed he raped her in 1996, but former Vice President Mike Pence testified before a federal grand jury on Thursday investigating efforts to overturn the 2020 election and the alleged efforts by Trump to do so. Axios and other media outlets cite sources close to the investigation, which is led by special counsel Jack Smith. Pence was subpoenaed and then compelled to testify by a federal judge. An attempt by Trump to block Pence's testimony was struck down by the DC Circuit Court of Appeals. Judge Michelle Childs, if you're listening, drop us a voicemail 803 563 7169. Welcome to the wind down section, our little break for the news. We're so glad you're here. But you know what, folks? I might bring some news into this little wind-down <laughs> section here. That's yeah. right, AT shower. Um, there might have been, You might have saw some big media news earlier this week about uh, certain uh, cable news personalities. And I'm not going to say anything, but uh, we might be getting one of them. And mm. I'm just going to go ahead and say when life gives you lemons. Am I getting replaced? Am I getting replaced? When life gives you lemons. I'm just saying. I don't know. Lemons. Lemons. You keep saying that. I don't know that you think You keep means. saying that. I don't think it is. You're going to find out, guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I'm not going. We're
5: not going anywhere. I'm I'm getting replaced by Don Lemon. We, we are. <laughs> we have been talking to ChatGPT, and oh, apparently it can uh, do a lot. I understand. Uh, apparently, there's a lot going on with ChatGPT right now. We're not privy to it, but apparently there's a lot of chat. If I could just tell it. What's in my brain? <laughs> <laughs> I think this this show would be a lot smoother, a lot better. Anyway, it's a little terrifying, actually. Uh, it's awful, uh, but cool too.
0: Anyway, what's awful? Tell us your thoughts cool, on AI.
5: <laughs> we did get a call. This is our only call. It is very is it a short. Person or a bot? It is a real person, as far as I know. <laughs> I believe it's real. It's hard to tell sometimes. But uh, are you ready, Gavin? Yeah. Okay. Hi, SC Lead Pod. I am Vince, Vince Cole Brugo. Hi.
0: You're, you're telling me that you're you're telling me
5: that wasn't a robot. That was apparently a real person <laughs> trying to do me a favor by uh, calling in uh, the illustrious Vince Colblugo, ca- candy corn lover. <laughs> Vince is just like proving the point that he like wants to be replaced by AI. <laughs> I'm was, giving
0: them all my words so they can write my scripts in my voice. He
5: was just, he he came in my office, he's like, do you have any voicemails? And I was like, sadly, I absolutely do not. <laughs> and so he's like, uh, give me one second. Uh, <laughs> and that's what I got from it. So thank you, Vince. Uh, so good. We appreciate I- it. If anybody has hated that i would say colin <laughs> tell us how much you hated it have a chatbot us. Uh, if you might, don't feel like talking just get it to read it i might ask a chatbot for a hot take i don't know oh god we'll see. don't I make mean, us do that folks you are making us outsource you already you can't outsource the hot takes anyway gavin yeah, yeah. Since, Speaking of, Since yeah. that's all we got, mm-hmm. I I get to talk about what I
0: want Thank here. God. Okay, You Thank see, folks? God. Do you see what you do? And
5: Gavin has banned me from mentioning any— I'm sick f- of talking about food. No food. I'm not going to do food, okay? I'm not doing the food <laughs> thing. I'm not doing it. Guys, I'm not. I swear. But— uh, If you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, really quick, what would it be? Pizza. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Okay, we can agree on that <laughs> one. <laughs> I think most of the country would. Anyway— <laughs> <laughs> So uh, to me, this this struck me, uh, Yeah, there's there's something about mm. swords and guitars, okay? <laughs> what are we doing? So uh, long-time listeners will know, they will remember, they will recall yes. that I exclusively get paid in swords for guitar <laughs> lessons, okay? Yes, that's true. And uh, so my guitar teacher, for the first time, came to my house to give me my lesson. I wasn't at his studio, right? Okay. And uh, he walks in, and we do the normal small talk, like, oh, nice house you have, blah, 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 blah. I do a monologue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone everyone knows what I'm talking about if you've had someone over for the first time, yeah. right? And uh, I mentioned that we had a basement. And then we went in, and we did our lesson and everything, but that, that was upstairs. Okay. And then when he was leaving— mm-hmm. We, we walked by, he walks down the, past the stairs, and he goes, oh, you actually do have a basement. And I go, yeah, man, <laughs> that's where I keep my swords, brother. In a sword room. Yeah. <laughs> and just as a joke, and he very seriously looked me dead in the eyes and goes, can I see them? Of course. <laughs> the payment. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went downstairs. He apparently is also into Lord of the Rings. He saw my swords. Surprise, surprise. And he, I mean, this man was dual wielding these swords like a kid in a kid. And a sword candy shop. Did you brother. feel threatened at any point?
0: No, I, he was. You never had to stand your ground <laughs> in your own home. I, 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 I was Castle thinking about
5: o- open carrying my 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 Lord of the Rings sword. God, that'd be. Kind of cumbersome. <laughs> a broadsword, yeah, big time. Broadsword with runes on it, made by Elven Smith. Unless yeah. you had like a back thing where you could pull it. I don't even know a sheath. It's a back, a back sheath. sheath. It's a back sheath. Yeah. So uh, that's all I got for today. Oh, is, great. Is, okay. Is, is that there's something about swords and guitar lessons that that well, really you go together? Sl- you slay, right? I shred. I shred. Okay. A thank shred. you. Yeah. Um, the Slayer. Shred, yeah.
0: Slayer, 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 yes, a um, big time Slayer guy. Big hard riffs that we're always talking about. Did I say that right? You,
5: you got, you got I, the riffs. I yeah. have
0: no comprehension of
5: music. Do you? I'm what, gonna go ahead and admit that right what's now. What's your favorite riff? <laughs> <laughs> you just something from Zeppelin. I'm gonna give this to Zeppelin. <laughs> Any Zeppelin. Oh, man.
0: I could, a man. I, could, I, could, I could dig it up. Mm-hmm. Dazed and Confused. Maybe the opening of Dazed and Confused. You're a great music appreciator. Yes. Singer-songwriters yeah. are
5: my jam. He loves Sheryl Crow. I didn't go to Lilith Fair, but I was there. Spiritually, yeah. You're big You're big into Sheryl Crow's. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I respect it, you know? I, you was, just, getting, I mean, was getting interviewed by uh, Meg's daughter, Adair, the other day, and she was like, you know, She's going through all these things, and like, you know, your favorite things, and mm-hmm. I don't really do favorites. But she's like, What's your favorite music or whatever? And I was like, yeah. Well, Sheryl Crow.
5: Sheryl Crow I mean, is your favorite music? I, I mean, I think so. I was on the spot. More th- than Tears for Fears, T's for F's? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, don't think that's that. <laughs> Look at you. I'm, I'm get, uncomfortable. I'm, getting you up- I'm here. uncomfortable. I, with I that. love Sheryl Crow. No. I love Tears
0: for Fears. Cheryl I don't Crow... like to have favorites for this reason. because Crow... I don't want to divide people. Sheryl
5: Crow dated Chris Rock, or Kid Rock. <laughs>
0: She also had to deal with Lance Armstrong. I'm not saying she has the best situations with men. What is she doing? What so, is know, my
5: personality based off of? Uh, honestly, to me, 80s pop. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, quick diagnosis. But you know, now that I think about it, I do rely on like journalism a lot. No, too. 80s pop. Yeah, 80s, 80s pop. Okay. okay. You're yeah, big erasure, Echo and the Bunny Man <laughs> guy, okay? Anyway, people. The Smiths. Oh, the Smiths. <laughs> Morrissey is your guy. He's the worst, <laughs> but you like him. He loves Morrissey. <laughs> I was there with of Morrissey. Of course I was there. I was with Richard Blade. Anyway, this has, going too far this has yeah. wound. It's terrible. If you hated it, call in. You Look, could
0: stop it. I threw so many things on the wall there, folks. You have to call in with some sort of take.
5: Favorite there. riff is so easy, dude. You just call in, say, Cemetery Gate by Pantera. Come on. Anyway. Easy cred with AT right there. Have a good weekend, everybody. (laughs) Have a good weekend. (laughs) Say
0: goodbye, Gavin. Goodbye, Gavin. Uh, Yes, leave us a message just like Vince did at 803-563-7169. You can just say your name or you can give us a little bit more (laughs) details in your message. Uh, You can also show us your appreciation by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. And you can stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. In order to finish, I had to keep adding more. Like, what kind of situation was that? (laughs) (laughs) Why does it keep getting bigger? It's growing! (laughs) I just
5: wanted to end.